All right, it is Eric Yuboa here with ESPN True Hoop and the A-League Podcast. I am joined by a special guest here, Kay Felder, the Cleveland Cavaliers point guards. Kay, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thank you for playing. How are you? I'm pretty good, my man. Atlanta, enjoying Atlanta here. I saw you tweet something about um <laughs> about Waffle House, man. That had me laughing about the uh, you can't get a you can't go to Waffle House and not get a waffle, man. What is that all about? Who did that? Well, me and my cousin, uh, me and my cousin Dede, uh, you know, love that Waffle House. Come <laughs> down south, you know. And I spent a lot of time in Texas uh, during my summer, so you know, Waffle House is one of my favorite spots. And that waffle, man, that waffle and that butter. How could you go to Wild House and not get it? That's you it. Know? It doesn't make sense at all. I've, I've asked. I've had friends who come out of town who go there and don't get a waffle, and I'm just as confused as you. It don't make any sense, man. If you go there, you got to get the All Star. I don't know if you remember. I told did you. <laughs> so it, so now you're able to finally kind of step back. Um, the year's over. You did. You did. Take, you know, participate in the summer league. Uh, you have. I know you've been working out, getting ready this summer here. But like, if you can look back uh, and kind of just think about that first year, uh, the, how did how did it all play out? How did it play out before the year started? How did you? What did you expect in your first year in NBA? And then kind of talk about just what actually happened and how how you went through it. Atlanta drafted me. I was happy. You know, I like Atlanta. I like the team down there. So being right. They said we're actually going to Cleveland, so I was even more happy, you know, just to be around a lot of vets, a lot of great guys, and things like that. You know, stuff I heard on social media, because they go, not having, uh, you know, met another guy on the team. Like, maybe we're going to do a lot of running, a lot of plays, I don't know. Just, I really had no expectations for my first year. I just figured it was going to be a grinded out year. You know, go through the ropes um, type of year because of the team I was on and that team is, you know, all about championship, championship. That's what, you know, they're fighting for. And, you know, I, I want to do the same as well in my career. So uh, what actually happened was, you know, it was that, you know, go through the ropes type of year, just develop yourself, you know, stay sharp just in case they need you, something might happen anything like that so it was just just a grinded out year for me man just a great year actually because you know my first year you know i was on that final team you know against the warriors which was great for me a great experience going through the playoffs having so much fun with the team and you know we did so many things like team dinners and stuff like that which help us bond and get closer together which was great for me and I just had a great year, honestly, and, you know, of course, I didn't play a lot, but that didn't stop me from, you know, keeping my game sharp and always, you know, watching film and things like that, and Phil Handy helped, you know, Phil Handy and Mike, and Mike Garrity helped me out a lot with that. How was it just, as far as traveling uh, with this team, being a part of this organization, like, you kind of hit on it, where you guys, in a way, you're, in a sense, you're like rock stars, everywhere you go, um, crowds are coming, flooding the arenas. Uh, you kind of have a bullseye on your back. Like, how was it being a part of something like that? It was a great experience for me, you know, always. Because, like people say, people is always watching you, but I think that was the case for, you know, travel with those guys and seeing what those guys do. It was just always eyes on them. And everybody loves, 
everybody loves a winner. That's what that organization is about, winning and building that winner culture. So, yeah, it was just always all eyes on those guys, and I was just happy I could be a part of that. They, they let me in with an open hand, let me be around them all year. I couldn't thank them enough for that. Yeah, yeah. that 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 having that um, that kind of tutor you had from from LeBron James having that mentorship with Kyrie and all those kind of guys uh, what did that do for you as far as uh, helping you understand the different kind of way the NBA game is played and the pace and the uh, the length and all that kind of things you have to account for on the court how did they help you as far as adjusting to the NBA I feel like every day that of my last year it helped me learn something new because you know each team is different each coaching staff is different. You know, each arena is different. Each city is different. And they were just telling me the ins and outs of how to carry myself, how to be a professional, mm-hmm. how to work. So those, that's what those guys helped me out with. And, you know, the couple of the games I did play, you know, they never let me just throw me out there. They always was helping, you know, every time they could. And even the games I was there that I didn't play, they just always was dropping knowledge on me. Yeah. And that, just, that was just great. This is not a, a lot of knowledge in one year that was like years worth of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. See, and that, that's got to help big time for a rookie. Um, and, and a guy playing at a position that's so competitive. Like, you know, you see the point guard position in the NBA. Um, and you see how every night in and night out, you have to be ready for the next, you know, you got to have a challenge every single night. What is that for you personally? Is like you working on your game now, you're getting ready for your second season. Uh, is that kind of play it out? Does that help? Like the motivation for you is knowing that um, I'm at the deepest position in NBA. You know, I have to have myself, I have to keep my body right, I got to stay healthy, got to keep my game sharp. Like, is, is that also add to your motivation knowing how competitive the point guard position is? So many good good and great point guards coming at you every night. I mean, from shoot, from Isaiah Thomas to, to Kyrie Irving to, man, I can name some of the best point guards. Even Darren College, my Jeff T. Guys, it was, it was great going against those, those guys, man, when I, when I could play. So, at the point guard level, you have to be able to create for others and you have to me being five nine which is even harder so I had to do other things to earn my will on the floor like play def- play defense out for loose balls you know making plays that other guys wouldn't make at that point guard position is that and yeah so you see now everything that comes along with it uh, for your you know now like I said going to your next year is it what are some of the things I guess that are not physically demanding on the court that you need to work on but as far as just like mentally what is what are some of the things you're focusing on off the court or outside of the oh, court mm-hmm. uh, outside of the court is making sure I stay in that training room more often because you know that was a long season I've never been through a 82 game season you know my games my longest season I was on about 33 34 games mm-hmm. so you know just taking care of my body more you know off the court making sure I watch what I eat you know, I can't go to um, <laughs> can't go to those restaurants I used to go to with nah. that I did in college. <laughs> no more checkers, none of none of that. No more the Burger King, uh, Wendy's. 
<laughs> no more than I can't do no more of that because that stuff will come back to haunt you. You know, you will feel sluggish and things mm-hmm. like that. And I'm glad to turn the staff, you know, help me out with a lot of that. And even, you know, guys on the team help me out with that. Just telling me, you know, how to eat, watch what I eat. If I do eat something, you know, just watch it and don't take in too much of it because it'll come back to haunt you. Yeah, see, you got it. And, and also, you, mm-hmm, go ahead. I, I worked on, you know, making myself like, how can I say, like, getting more sleep. Also, I want to say, because I did about work and stuff like that. But, you know, trying to get that eight hours of sleep if you can. That's, and see, I forgot what it was I was watching. Where I think it was an old, it was an old video of uh, it was Chris Paul and they asked him about his rookie year, and that was it was a scene where he woke up and he was like I forgot I think it was like game forty of the season and he looked exhausted like they showed him waking up in the hotel room and he was like he was sitting there at the edge of the bed and he was like man I don't even I now I realize I'm trying to see how people do it like how do NBA players do it as far as like getting up the traveling you feel you know you feel the body you feel your body kind of wearing on you um and he mentioned exactly what you just said he was like i you know like sleep is so important everywhere you go like you don't realize how important it is uh to your craft and this your focus like you can't focus if you don't get enough sleep it's as easy as that but when you're when you're on the run like that and you're, the industry you guys are in constantly moving and, and and being so active as you are sleep is real important but you saying that just made me think about that scene like you know how important it is for you guys to make sure you get your rest um and then going back real quick you mentioned that just kind of the inspirations you've gotten from other people in the league and i like that you you hinted at you said it first isaiah thomas all right, what did Isaiah Thomas do for, for you as far as your encouragement? You saw how the, an amazing year he had. Yeah, so I always watched Isaiah Thomas at Washington, and I was just wondering, like, you know, I never was into, like, social media like I was now, and I was just wondering, like, well, is the media paying attention to him? You know, I'm, I, maybe I want to be him or be better than him, and I just tried to follow his, follow what he did, kind of, yeah. just, you know, on a different level. So it was like, you know, all right, well, he's gone. He made the jump to leave early. And I get the college, and he tweeted at me. So I tweeted him back. Then what I did was DM him asking for his number. But I already had to see that he DM me. It was like, you know, what's up, about that gave me his number. And you know, I've never seen his DM, so I asked for his number. So we ended up you know, just communicating. You know, he was just telling me things about how the league is, what to do, things like that. So he was basically a mentor for me. Like, you know, a guy would be a mentor for anybody else. Yeah. You know, just hitting you up, see how you're doing, sending you certain type of stuff, sending certain type of workouts, things like that. Trying to, you know, just make my game better, make sure and implement stuff, you know, for the next level. And he's always helped me out with that. Is he, you saw what he went through with, it, see how long it took Isaiah to finally be able to land on the team that had believed in him. Um, and it, regardless of how crazy it sounds, because I don't know why Sacramento and Phoenix gave up on him, but that's just me personally. But it took them, it took teams so long to believe in IT. And I was like, this dude's a hooper. And it's like, do you feel like for, for guys, uh, you you know your size and whatnot. It's like why why is it so difficult for NBA 
teams to want to invest in you guys. Um, I, I see Nate Robinson goes through the same thing, and I'm still frustrated that Nate's not in the league. Like, Nate Robinson deserves to be in the NBA right now, but he's not in the NBA, you know? So it's like, for you personally, like, why do the way you, I mean, from your point of view, like, how do you see that? Why is it so hard for teams to want to invest in, in, in the smaller guys? I'm not really sure why, mm-hmm. but I know, you know, who wouldn't love to have a, you know, a six, five, six, three point guard, you know, who wouldn't love to have that? But at the end of the day, I feel like us five guys, us five nine guys can do the same thing they do. Yeah. yeah. And IT's proven that with the, with the scoring ability, you know, with the things he's done, his passing ability. I feel like, I just feel like, <laughs> What's the problem? I want to know, you know, yeah, honestly, yeah. like, what is going on? Because I feel like we can do whatever we want to do. You got some five nine guys that's just as athletic, maybe maybe even more athletic than, you know, these some of these taller point guards. And me being me, I feel like, I feel like I'm 6'3", in my heart. You know, I play with a big chip on my shoulder every time I step on the court. You know, my heart is... This is huge as anybody. I don't think nobody in this world has a bigger heart than me. Yeah. You know, I remember back in back in high school, I, my coach asked me, like, what's in my body or something like that? And I'm like, it's all hard in here. I ain't got no organs. I ain't got no <laughs> nothing else. I got, I got pure heart. That's what I got. Yeah. And, and it's just crazy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we have to just fight for it. And if we really want it, then we have to make somebody believe in us. We have to make somebody want to take a chance on us. And IT has proven that that you should at least take a chance on us. And you see more guys like you got the wide the Clippers now. Yeah. So it's just it, it's coming. It's yeah. just got to be patient. That's all. It's you know. But at the end of the day, we still have to make them. You know, they're not just going to come to us. We have to go to them. We got to go bang on them doors. It's like somebody trying to get a record deal. I think, you know, you have to make yourself hot. You have to mm-hmm. keep constantly pushing and pushing yourself to make people notice you. Yeah. Every day, every game for y'all is like a, it's a, it's a showcase. It's like, it's an audition almost, you know, every single time y'all step on the floor, it's like, y'all got to prove this and that, that, you know, I belong here in this league as frustrating as that is. And it's like, uh, I remember, I remember it was Jameer Nelson said something back when I was, when I was still hooping and it was just like, you know, I'm a short guy, I'm a little guy, but I'm just not going to be some guy that's going to come in off the bench for you or something, or just score and spurts and then you put me back like I can run this team like he's his whole thing was like I'm gonna prove to y'all that short guys we can run a squad like we're not just here to just you know like come off the bench be scored 10 12 points and be happy with like no I can actually run a team and we can go somewhere make a deep playoff run or something you know what I mean like his whole thing was just like proving that I think a lot of these organizations just think that a, a, a shorter guy can't can't run a squad and and be actually like a key to a franchise um, but I feel I feel like what you're saying. I completely agree. I think that's changing over time, um, and I think that's going to complete the way the game's going. I think that's going to keep changing. Uh, I mean, even though Steph's six three, uh, he's a slender guy. He's a small guy. Um, he's he's master obviously the shooting. Not the most athletic guy, whatever. But that organization that organization took time to like invest in Steph Curry. You know what I mean? Like they actually said we're going to build around him, and you see how it turned out. So if you actually invest in some of these guys. Um, 
that have this have the heart like you said have the heart and the skill um, and put in that work then i think it comes out it'll come out and, you know it'll pay it'll pay dividends yeah definitely oh, it's all about that work and the confidence i mean you can work all day i understand but you don't have the confidence to, that you believe in yourself and that mm-hmm. you really can do it then you, then you won't do it but if you got that confidence and you got that swagger about yourself Somebody will see it. Somebody will notice it. Just keep pushing. Yeah, yeah. I saw Tyron Luce say that you guys didn't practice a whole lot this year. I, I, it was just a clip I saw that you guys weren't practicing a ton. Uh, maybe because it was a schedule. But um, did it kind of did? How did you feel about that? Like not being able to. How tough was it not being able to get those reps in? Uh, enough practice reps to really showcase uh, yourself. Uh, a tough situation for me. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because, you know, like like Tyler said, uh, you know, we didn't practice a whole lot. You know, getting those reps. You need those reps. Not just for showcasing yourself. For just a period because you play basketball and you want to get those basketball reps. Yeah. So that was, so that was a... How is, it, how is it playing for Coach Lou? How, what is he like up close? I know behind the scenes. How's, <laughs> what kind of guy is Tyron Lou? Tyron, I, I like Tyron Lou. Uh, you know, he was a small point guard like myself. He was him, you know, things about, you know, what he did as a little guy trying to get minutes, trying to get playing time. So, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy to me. You know, I remember when I even got sat down to the league for a few games, things like that, he would text me, you know, each and every game and talk to me about what to do and how to do it. So, yeah, he's a What is and what does he said? Did he give you any instruction for your your seat, like your off season and whatnot? Like uh, as far as what he wanted you to focus on? I gotta make sure I can hit that pull up jumper. I gotta make sure I can check it out ninety four feet. You know, from you know, I may play two minutes, I may play seven minutes. Whatever I get that chance, just make sure I'm playing deep and I'm making sure I'm running the team the way he wants to. But at my own, my own way, so that way he's comfortable enough with me running that second unit or whenever I'm in the game. And I mean, yeah, you have a guy with that who's been a winner throughout his whole career. Tyron Lue was uh, always, I just, every time I see him, he played here in Atlanta for us. Atlanta Hawks, he played here. And he's just always a guy who was very reliable, hardworking. So like to have that as a coach and your first year, I can definitely see what your point is with, I mean, he's helped a lot. He can help you out a lot. And that's a great position to fall into. Uh, having yeah. Tyrone Lou, yeah, for sure. How is it with uh, during? I mean, you, I'm sure you, for you being on the team and uh, but being as a rookie is kind of like you have a more objective view. So when I ask you this, like, how was it being seen up close that Warriors Cavs uh, rivalry? Mm-hmm. Oh man, witnessing that—that's a bad. I love that basketball. I love it. You got guys. <laughs> you got guys almost about to fight basically because on this court we hate you that's what but that's what it's about i love it i love it man you got trash talking you got guys playing real basketball trying to kill one another i love it yeah yeah was that with the <laughs> with draymond you have draymond talking i know lebron's talking out there i know Kyrie's talking 
uh, KD's gonna be talking. I mean, everybody, Jefferson. I mean, all you guys. How is that? Just it was it. Did it get pretty testy out there? As far as some guys, anybody crossed the line? I don't think nobody crossed the line. You know, it's, it's just all basketball at the end of the day. Yeah. We coming at you, you coming at us. Mm-hmm. That's what, I, I love it, man. I wish, you know, it was more of that because those, like, it's like when those two see each other, it's like a championship game. It's like, it's always a trophy waiting at the end of the game for some reason. Mm-hmm. How was it? And when you guys, before the, that finals even started, when you, you know, when you got through with Boston uh, and then you had to start thinking about, Golden State, and then you thought about them having. That's when you finally hit you like, all right, they got Kevin Durant. You know, like it's there's there's no more avoiding it now. We've been hearing it all season long. Uh, we got to face Kevin Durant. We got to face Steph Curry. All the firepower they have. For you, I mean, for you guys talking about it, what was that like? Knowing that now they added another huge piece, another MVP to their team. What was the talks about like getting ready to face them? How was that? Like trying to be Golden State, you know they got the long ball, you know that jump. Uh, you know, try to make them drive, try to make them, you know, try to play out of the post, and like and try to make other guys beat you, things like that. Because you know, KD's gonna try to get his, Steph's gonna try to get his, then you got Draymond. Basically, as a, as a, you know, forward point. Mhm. Mhm. So it's crazy, you know, just. Just trying to figure out different things on how to beat them, trying to take away, you know, their shots that they get. They love so much, so much. Then Oracle just crazy. It's a tough place to play. I mean, anybody, I don't care who you're going there with. You know, Oracle, they love. Yeah, it looks like the loudest place to play at in the NBA by far. I mean, everybody goes in there. Yeah. For you, so for you right now, man, this this summer seems like it's it's winding down, coming to a close. Are you are you going to head back to uh, your hometown, Detroit? Yeah, I have a basketball camp this weekend and the backpack giveaway this weekend in my hometown, Detroit. So I'll be heading back uh, Thursday. I'll be in Detroit just to you know get some things ready for the camp and you know work out for a couple of days there, then go to Cleveland for a couple of days and work out. Then. Uh, Brian has his, uh, you know, the mini camp he did last year. Yeah. For everybody just to come out and So, yeah. Is it, and you being to give back to to your hometown and your home city, like, how is, how gratifying is that? And then on top, on top of that, I just want to ask, because I'm an outsider, you know, I'm from Atlanta, but, um, uh-huh. you know, I got friends, I got two friends that's from Detroit, but it's like, how, how is it? How do you feel about there's so much you know misconceptions about Detroit and there's such like a dark cloud people put around Detroit when you hear them talk about it from outside of the, you know how's that how difficult is that and what does that do for you personally like you know when you want to give back like, does that just keep motivating you to want to give back and and prove you know and show love to your city because you know a lot of people like to put a dark cloud over Detroit. I love it because when I see like last year when I did it I see those kids. Just smiling, they was having a great time. You know, it made me emotional because they haven't seen that. Everybody loves basketball in Detroit. Mm-hmm. You can't go somewhere without nobody loves basketball in Detroit. So it just motivated motivated me to try to do more and things like that. I really wish I could do more, have more time on hand to give back. But I'm I'm happy. Hey, this is my second camp coming up. Uh, I, I just, it's already full. This is the second year has been full. Wow. Those kids, they want to, you know, and I want to start them young. That's what, 
I hope I can do my impact on them young and they can see what I did coming up and, you know, share my stories with them and just, just put smiles in their faces and motivate them because, you know, Detroit, I mean, it is tough. I mean, it's in, in any area it could be tough, not just Detroit, but Detroit especially because I'm from there and I've never been nowhere else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just looking at those kids and, trying to just trying to help them out just trying just trying to do what I can because you know those kids you know some guys can lose faith some kids can lose faith and question themselves and doubt themselves you know their whole life until they're about 25 they be like oh wow I could have did this or now I'm about to do this so I figured why not try to do it with this basketball kind of a backpack giveaway to show them that it can be done yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be done. You don't have to. You don't have to always wait till you're older to do something. You can change your life right now at a young age. Oh, that's a great. It's a great message, and it. Um, even so, like I, I don't know if you. I mean, I'm sure you know Will Bynum. Uh, I was yeah. fortunate. Enough, that's another guy. I think it would be great for y'all, y'all two to link up. But I was fortunate enough to talk with Will Bynum last year, interview him about Chicago, and he went. Man, I just let him talk. He went on for a good minute, and he has so much to say. He was so passionate about about Chicago and the South Side, and wanting to help out. And that's what you kind of said, hit on about it, is what he was trying to say too. You just kind of want to inspire them to do something about it right now. You know, like it's a lot of those kids. He was saying was like, hey, they they're looking for help. They're looking for inspiration. Um, you know, it, it's tough though. You know, to do that in the circumstance you're in, it's tough. But at the same time, it's not like they don't want good things. You know, it's it's just that the circumstances might be not in their favor. But if they're given the chance, if they're given a legitimate chance, then you can see a, a definite. You know, it'll be a change. But that's a guy right there, Will Bynum, that is just as passionate about his city as you are. And that that I love that. Like I love that about the NBA. I love how guys are real passionate about that, about where they're from. Um, and I just wish, I mean, those are the kind of the stories you want to hear more um, uh, getting spotlight on, you know, not just always about the bad, bad, but about what guys are doing good in their cities, you know, and trying to make a change, you know what I mean? So for you going forward, I mean, I know, I'm sure you have other things planned for Detroit, um, but it, it for, you know, what's, what's going on with around the country and, every, and whatnot, are you, is that something you're also interested in or just being outspoken about things that's going around the, around the United States? And I know you see everything that's going on with, you know, just the you know, presidency you have, you have, you know, the activism and, and all that that's going on right now. Is that something that interests you? Uh, as of now, no, not really because mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, it's so much that goes into the politics and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, it's stuff that's gonna happen every day and every day. Stay out of that because you know I don't know everything. You know I don't. You know I try to focus on just myself getting better, making sure my family is good and things like that, and helping out who I can help out because you know anything like something can happen to me. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of that, something happened to you. I saw that you got the mini me. Uh, so I, I want to ask you how is fatherhood. Oh, that's, that, yeah, that's my godson, but I mean... Yeah, I eat oh, it's your godson. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was the... I saw the interaction. It looked like it was like... But I see you taking care of him like it's... Like, you know, he's your own, which is which is amazing to watch. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm definitely... I feel like I could, I'm taking care of him like he's my own. Not in the way like, you know, trying to overshadow what anybody else does for him. But, 
I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. if I'm going to be a godparent, I feel like a godparent is just like a parent because, you know, if the parent don't have it, then you got to have it. You got to step up. Something happens to the parents, you know. You got to step up and take care of that responsibility. And I feel like that's why, you know, I just, I just love them so much, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Always, I make sure I always go get them, always go see them. One, I got a crazy story about him, though. <laughs> I, I got to hear this. Yeah, so we went to the pool. Just me and the fellas went to the uh, yeah, my cut my uncle's crib, uh, and he has a pool out there. So it was just nobody out there, just us and the, just the fellas. And I was like, all right, let me go get him. So this dude jumps in the pool like he could swim with no floating on nothing, just jump in the pool. Man, it's the scariest thing, scariest thing I've ever seen. And goodness, but at the same time, you know. He ain't got no fear. How old is no he? That's what I love. I ain't got no fear either. How old is How old is little man? Uh, he just turned two. Yeah, he just turned. And he's and he already diving like Michael Phelps in the water. He don't even care what the outcome is. I you got it. You're right though. You got to kind of like it. Like he shows you. Like I don't. I'm not scared of nothing. Definitely. <laughs> so is he gets. He getting you ready for fatherhood then, or that's getting you a little prepared for the future. Yeah. Or is that? Yeah, definitely, definitely getting me preparing things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love it though. I, I love it, honestly. Yeah. So now, so now, um, I gotta. I usually ask everybody I speak with as far as like, hey, what are you watching right now? What on TV is is keeping your attention? What kind of shows did you have to watch? You can't miss it. You got a couple shows yeah. that you're watching. I'm watching Power, Survivor's Remorse. Ballers, uh, yeah, that's what that's what I'm watching, man. Speaking of, you know. speaking of power, I can't believe they killed Reyna. Oh they, yeah, yeah. They, that's, that's another thing. They don't mind killing nobody. Else. <laughs> they, they so reckless. They don't mind killing nobody. Else. I'm sorry, man. Who really needed to go was Tariq. I don't care. Nobody says. I, I'm tired of Tariq because all he do is play video games, complain, and drink lean and whatever he drinking. I I really am sick of Tariq on that show, but they gonna keep him. I think only but so much longer. I don't know how long, but he can't be on there for too long because when Reyna died, I said, yeah, some it, this ain't right. Something is going wrong now. Yeah, true, true, true. That's it. You got to kind of keep us on our toes. And they're, they're good at that. I always hear Games of Thrones is good at that. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I always hear they'll kill people off with the quickness. They don't even think twice. So those are kind of the shows. That's what you want to have. And lastly, though, let me ask you about your music, man. What artists that you have to listen to, you know? I have, I have to listen to Lil Wayne, Jeezy, those two, oh, and then NBA Youngboy. Those those three like my top, you know. I listen to just about everybody, but those three right there is my top. Who's the last one? I gotta check him out. Who's the last one? NBA Youngboy. I gotta check. Oh, I heard I heard about him. I heard I saw a freestyle he did like not too long ago. That was pretty dope. So I I know I keep hearing about this kid. I guess I gotta really give him a, a listen, man, because everybody keeps telling me that he's he's pretty nice. Where's he from? He's from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm gonna give him a try then. See, I'm listening. Say he again. Only seven, he only seventeen. He only seventeen. But, 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 but he rapped like he's about twenty-five. <laughs> hey, you know who I'm listening to? That's like that. 
Uh, this little dude named Tay K. Yeah, yeah, I heard of him. He's okay. 17 years old. And he rap like he just angry, dude. Just angry all the time. Every song I listen to, I'm like, yo, what happened to you? But I'm still bumping it like. Definitely. It's like Chief Keef all over again. But him, I got so far. I've been listening to this week. Some people, I'm gonna tell you to check out um, ASAP Ferg's album that just dropped. <laughs> Uh, Dave East Dave East got that Paranoid yeah, yeah, did drop. Yeah. yeah And then uh, I've been listening to Cousin Stiz too Like more lately I just got on Cousin Stiz Like a couple weeks ago I was like yo This dude's pretty nice too So it was like a couple That I, I'll throw out there For you that I'm listening to Other than, Outside of the norm Because usually I'm always You know Kendrick And I got Mick Jenkins And Saba I got different guys I listen to But these three I've been like You know And Ferg is, I've always listened to Ferg But like I really like This album from him But it was just a couple of the musical taste, man. Look, I'm gonna let you get back to your vacation um, and enjoy Jamaica, my man. And I really appreciate you for joining me on the show, man. No problem. Thank you a lot. Thanks. Right. Take care, man. All right.